this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Meadow, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. episode 166 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and it's great to have you along, listen, uh, along listening with us and participating with us. And uh, Pastor, I talked to another guy that says, man, I didn't know that was so good. Oh, well, he started nice. listening this week. He said I had to, I had to, I listened to five different ones this whole week. This five week. different ones. So uh, he said it's really good. He said the last one I listened to was uh, you, you uh, interviewing your son on in Boston. Yeah, I said yeah, that was a good one. That too. was a long so, time ago. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's catching up, but uh, he's done about uh, five so far. So well, good. a lot of people are, are getting involved. So. The reason I say that is because you can have that opportunity to introduce people to Connecting yeah. Faith to Life as well. So uh, do that by Facebook, Twitter. Just do a personal invitation. Say, hey, listen, you need to check it out. Because uh, truth is, a lot of people want to know, you know, here's the Bible. Now, how do we make that work in our everyday life? That's so, right. That's right. Well, Pastor, we you don't have to go very far to look at the news or listen to the radio or whatever you're doing to understand that we live in an angry world. Everybody's, Everybody's angry, angry all the time. They're divided and angry at someone. They use uh, explosive language uh, in ways that, uh, you know, the spe free speech covers. But as, as the body of Christ, you know, I just wonder if we uh, get involved in that. So, uh, you know, life is great and everybody's mad. Mm, I guess. You know, I guess. And we live in the greatest time in the history of mankind, I believe. <laughs> if, that, if everybody's mad, then. Trey, I got up this morning and I turned on my cell phone. Yeah. And it connected to satellites in the sky and gave me information. I That's know. pretty doggone cool. That is awesome. That's awesome. And everybody's mad. Right? Everybody's mad. Because it didn't connect quite fast I, enough. I, I got into a car this morning and drove here. <laughs> I didn't walk. I didn't need a horse. You didn't need a horse and carriage. Right? You think about Mary and Joseph. It took them. Walking through those rocky walking, deserts walking, that we to, saw. To get to Bethlehem to have a baby. They didn't have a car. They didn't have an Uber. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was walking. I got in my car this morning and I drove here. It took me 25 minutes. A little traffic. But you know what? That's awesome. And don't fool yourself. That was a long way. That was a long way. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just life is great. We've got so many benefits of, of living in the 21st century. You know, just how, how culture has changed since the days of Jesus and mm -hmm. just, you know, uh, the life expectancy in the days of Jesus is what, 50? Maybe. 40? Maybe. Who knows? You know, it wasn't you know, much. And, and likely, not you, Trey, because you're really old, but I'm not. And so for me, the, the medical advances are going to be made in my lifetime. It's likely I'll live to be 175. You could. I mean, right. Well, you could. There's no doubt. You might make it to 110. Who knows? Who knows? Got but it. All that to say. But, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing world we, we live, live in. an amazing time, yes. and everybody seems mad all the time. It seems like the better things get, the worse people <laughs> right, are angry. Right. That, you know? Oh, man. And, 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 and the reality is anger is, is an issue that we all experience from time to time. And that's just part of being human and part of having a sinful nature. Even when life is great, mm. we'll find something to get angry about. Mm -hmm. That is for sure. It's just learning how to deal with, with anger in a way that honors Christ is really, really super important. I don't know if you know this, Trey. I was looking back through the archives of our podcast. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot of episodes. Oh, yeah. We've actually talked about this before. 
I believe it. Yeah, back it's been a couple of years, but we we did a episode from the book of Proverbs on anger. Mm-hmm. But I was looking back, like you know, it'd probably be good to revisit this and think through this once again because it, it really does seem like we live in, live in a in some angry times, mm-hmm. and just kind of as followers of Jesus, how can we, um, you know, not let our anger turn into just sinful responses. I, th- I think this is going to be something helpful to, to talk about. And, and Pops, we were talking about before the podcast. Like, I'm not going to say everything you said. No, sorry. But, but, I, I, but I'm sorry. I'm an this open is, book. <laughs> this is an area you've grown in over the years. Yeah, I I, I can't say that I've never gotten angry yeah. recently. Yeah. But uh, it's it's uh, I feel like I've, I've overcome it a yeah. lot. And uh, as a young... I don't as think a, you're an angry person. I think you're rather great. <laughs> as a young man, though, oh, my heavens, I was yeah. I just lived an angry life, so much so that one of my friends who was a strong believer looked at me and says, I can't be a friend anymore because you have an angry spirit. And the Bible says I shouldn't hang around with, mm. a man with an angry spirit. And he left. I mean, he, he, I didn't see him for months. Was that kind of the turning point for you? Then? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I realized that there was issues I had to deal with. It just wasn't uh, wasn't a good thing. And uh, so over the years, it, it is... It, and maturity helps too, but just yeah. uh, serving, doing the Lord's work, and and being in the Word, and yeah. being accountable to people, and uh, letting your wife speak into you yeah. when you when she finds out you're angry. Right. You know those kind of things have helped immensely. And my poor children, you know, they've also uh, been able to pour into me, and yeah. uh, so we've we've gotten there. But it is an issue, and yeah. it can be an issue yeah. for people that you know. I, I say that's my uh, my my sin that so easily besets me. That yeah. can be yeah. very much that way. And, um, so it's just, it, it's, it's, it can be very difficult to, I'm a passionate person and it yeah. unfortunately goes I think into that's the part anger. of it, right? It seems yeah. like, you know, and, and God wires us all differently, right? And, and if you have a personality that's more given towards passion and emotion, mm. you know, the, the, the extreme of that might be that some of that passion mm-hmm. can become, you know, a kind of an angry passion and, 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 you know, that's not necessarily good. So, so yeah. And, and some of the, some people, you know, I mean, uh, and, and we could get into all kinds of different issues and we, we don't really have the time to do that, but you know, there, there certainly is that passionate anger that, that comes out sometimes, but then there's that silent anger Yeah, that yeah. people just kind of bottle up, you know, that's and, not me. Yeah, that's not you. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think that would be you pops. I, no, I think, no. yeah, you're, you're pretty I'm an open guy. book. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. an open book. Outspoken in a good way, but you're kind of an outspoken guy. Mm-hmm. So am I. I mean, I think I, I'm kind of a passionate guy and I, you know, I, have to, I have to be careful with that too. So yeah. So what we want to do today is, is answer a few questions about anger that will hopefully get us in the right direction and help us to deal with our anger That's well. What I want so I today. want you to, to think about before we start answering these questions, just a couple of scriptures I think will help us. One comes from Psalm 37 8, and it says this Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Amen. Do not be agitated. It can only bring harm. Mm, I agree. That's right. I mean, when you, when, right. you, when that anger begins to swell up within you and you begin to uh, let that anger come out, mm-hmm. In sinful ways, I, mean, I, I don't know anything good that comes out of it. No. I don't know ever if any time I've ever gotten angry that something great came out of it. The good that comes out of it, I guess, is, well, this is good, <laughs> but it, but um, is is that, you know, when you are able after your angry mm. outburst to go back and confess and ask for forgiveness, I mean, that that's good, right? But it would be great if you could avoid that altogether. <laughs> yeah. First uh, John 1, 9 is a great scripture, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to use it. I don't want to use it all the time, <laughs> right. you know? Right. Or, uh, or think about this one. A quick-tempered person, this is Proverbs 14, 17, a quick-tempered person acts foolishly, mm. and one who schemes is hated. Yeah. A quick-tempered person acts foolishly. Yeah. When you're just given to anger all the time, 
you're going to do some foolish stuff, aren't you? You 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 do stupid things. Yeah. I had, I had, I had built a testimony. We used to race go-karts at the uh, Horseshoe Racetrack up in Monk's Corner. Okay. And uh, I had built a testimony there, shared the gospel multiple times, and uh, my son threw a belt. And when he threw a belt, I picked up this 200-pound go-kart. This is before my injuries now. Mm-hmm. And I threw it over top of an eight-foot fence. Say what? <laughs> now, I didn't take it out on anybody. That probably caused your injuries. <laughs> probably did. Man. But my point is, is that, you know, that was stupid. Oh my heavens! Of all the, because it hurt the, it hurt the go kart. It yeah. destroyed my testimony. I mean, this is a this is a two two three thousand dollar go kart. These are not the little things, you know. And it just was it, you do stupid stupid things. Yeah, oh. yeah. I used to play golf. Um, then I got married and that ended that. But but I remember playing with guys on the golf course. Mm. They'd miss that shot or shank one in the woods, and they take that club and just sling it. I'm like, <laughs> I've never done that. I'm not now. slinging my clubs. I pay a lot for these clubs. That's, what I, that's the way I feel. But <laughs> with the go-kart, not so much. <laughs> I mean, anyway. you, and you look foolish when you do that. I'm no offense. I wasn't there to see how, when you did it, but you do. No, I mean, when no you, it was stupid. When you look, when you it throw was... that club across the course, you just look foolish. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. At any rate, let's answer right. three questions right. about anger. Three questions. First is this, and this is what we need to define. What is anger? Okay. So think about it in this way. Anger is a natural response. All right. Let's 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 put that on the table first. Okay. Right? Uh, and, and when we get to Ephesians chapter four, verse uh, twenty six, is is Paul's going to say, "Be angry and mm-hmm. do not sin." Right. So you think about anger. Uh, we we can't help the emotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, when 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 you're done wrong or you see an injustice, uh, that 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 is going to cause an emotional response in you, uh, and that emotion emotional response is anger. And so anger in and of itself isn't the sin. Mm-hmm. It's what you do oh, with the anger, okay. right? And so so really, if you think about it, uh, when when you respond in that anger, you respond in sinful ways, uh, a lack of self control. Yeah. When you Definitely. picked up that golf cart, or not golf cart, that go cart and chunked it, yeah. that was obviously a lack of self control. Obviously, uh, you know. And so when 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 you um when you when you sling that golf club across the course, that's mm-hmm. a lack of self control. And so sometimes the way we will see that anger, you know, uh, um, just come out is in that lack of self control. Mm-hmm. You can't control your mouth or whatever the case may be. But anger in and of itself, it is an emotional response, right? But but here here's the deal. It's an emotional response to a perceived evil. Now, here's what I mean wow. by that, right? Okay. Sometimes your anger, and we're going to talk about this briefly, it, it is justified mm. that somebody really did evil towards you. Uh, or you, you, we're going to talk about in a moment for just a brief second, we're, we'll talk about righteous anger, right? Okay. That, that, that's when you're angry at, uh, at something real. Uh, when, you know, you think about over the years, how we as followers of Jesus, we have, we have stood firmly on, on pro-life, yes, right? That, that, that the issue of abortion makes me angry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or now you think about uh, how how the, the family structure, uh, the biblical family structure is being attacked in our yes. culture. That makes me angry yeah. when I when I watch, you know, television, uh, you know, and we're, we're trying to watch a ball game with the boys and I have to turn the channels during commercials because I, I don't want them to be exposed. That makes me angry that I have to do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so so that's that's a righteous anger uh, that that's directed towards real evil. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we get angry at perceived evils. Okay. Right. Uh, that 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 somebody does something to you um and and you think it's bad mm-hmm. it might not be right yeah they, i agree you might have mis misunderstood someone mm-hmm. right the communication might have broke down or where the case may be and so it's it, sometimes we get angry at a real evil yeah somebody's really done us wrong sometimes we get angry at a perceived evil 
Mm-hmm. That really wasn't, it's just you misunderstood or you, uh, you know, kind of mistranslated or whatever the case may yeah, be. And course. so just understanding that, that there's a natural response to, to, a, to a real evil or a perceived evil. You understand? Yeah. Um, and so again, we talked about anger, anger becomes sinful when you, when you respond simply in that emotion, uh, just for a moment now, think about righteous anger. Okay. Okay. Righteous anger is when you are rightly angry mm-hmm. at, at something that is a real evil whether it's abortion or, you know, the attack on, on, you know, God's, God's, uh, standard for family and marriage or, or somebody really does you wrong. Right. Or you see someone do someone else wrong. You see real injustice. So, so here's the thing about righteous anger, because we'll all, we all like to say, yeah, my anger, it was righteous anger. Mm. Right. Um, but here's, here's, here's how, you know, you have righteous anger and not sinful anger, righteous anger responds in righteous ways. Okay, that makes sense. Makes sense? Yeah. yeah. So you think about God, our mm-hmm. Father. Mm-hmm. He is angry at sin. Mm-hmm. How does God righteously respond? Because he's perfect. God does not sin. He's angry at sin because it is not a part of his character. Mm-hmm. How does God act righteously in his anger? Well, he punishes sin by sending his son to a cross to die in our place. Wow. Right? That is a righteous response to his righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Or you think about Jesus overturning the tables in the temple. We're like, yeah. man, he just lost his mind. He over- no, no, no. He was responding righteously because what they had done is they had made the, the temple courts, what? A, a den of thieves. And den so what thieves. did Jesus do? He, he got rid of it. Yeah. He removed the sin from the place. He responded, I mean, you, you read it like, dude, he just lost his mind. He started overturning tables. But you think about it, what he was doing yeah. was he was removing the sin, right, mm. from from that uh, those courts. So it would open up those courts for the Gentiles, because this is this would be a house of prayer for all mm-hmm. nations. So those Gentiles could come into that court and 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 in and, and worship and pray and all those kind of things. And so well, anyway, I think, I think Jesus would have done that with the right attitude. I don't think I would have. <laughs> right. So, yeah. You know, he's Jesus. Right. So. Right. But that, that's righteous, righteous anger. Yeah, it makes it's, sense. It's, a, it, it's that anger towards a real evil, yeah. but it responds in righteous ways. Mm-hmm. So you could, you could be right. You could be angry at the right thing, mm-hmm. but still respond in the wrong way. That's sinful. Yeah. You see the injustice and that justice, it rightly makes you angry, but then you lose your mind and cuss somebody out. That's yeah. the wrong way to respond. Well, television shows are made up of Christians, murder shows especially, yeah. about they got angry at somebody, so they murdered them. Right. Because <laughs> that, they were sinful. That, that's not the right way to respond. Exactly. Right. And are I'm you, going, yeah. I don't know a lot of Christians that way, but Christians always tend to be the, that person on that murder yeah. show. So, and, and it's easy for me. It's easy for me so. not to murder. I'm not murdering anybody, but it's easy for me when, <laughs> when, when I see, you know, when I'm watching you know, a ball game and yeah. that, that advertisement comes yeah. on. Uh, that, you know, is against everything I stand for and believe in as a follower of Jesus, I, I can respond to that moment very unrighteously. Mm-hmm. I can complain to my wife and say, man, can you believe they're doing this again? What a bunch of, bunch of, what a bunch of whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so even with, with those things we should be rightly angry about, there's the temptation to respond in a very unrighteous way. Righteous anger, real righteous anger responds in righteous ways. Amen. Makes sense. That's and good. So, so just knowing that what anger is is a natural response to a perceived evil or a real evil. Uh, but just think about this too, Trey, because you know this and I yeah. know this too. Man, when you when you begin to let that anger build up in you, 
right? When you begin to, to let that emotion begin to take over and you don't respond to it right, you don't respond to it in righteous ways by, uh, by, by, by taking it to the Lord or by whatever the case may be, when you begin to uh, let it just stew in you, it affects everything about you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course I it mean, does. It affects you physically. Mm-hmm. You can feel it. Oh, my gosh. You can feel your face getting hot. Oh, it's right? my stomach. My you stomach can feel your burns. stomach, yeah. right? You can, you can, I mean, it, you, can, you can feel it physically, uh, behaviorally. Mm. You start to get impatient with people. You start lashing out. That's the sinful part, right? Yeah. Um, cognitively, what I mean by that is when you when you really start to understand, or when you really start to stew on that anger, it, it affects it. the yeah. way you think. You can't mm-hmm. think right. That's why you act foolishly. That's why you throw the golf club. That's why you throw the golf cart mm-hmm. because because you're the golf cart. I keep saying golf cart. It's a go kart. That would be Close really enough. a feet of strength if you threw a golf cart. <laughs> that would but, be amazing. Yeah. But anyway, but um, you know th- th- that's that. You, you just don't think straight when you let that anger begin to take over socially. Mm. Right. You, you cut people off. You oh avoid my. them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Socially, nobody wants to be around you when you're like that either. Yeah. 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 Motivationally, you start to scheme mm. against people. Right. Or you think about occupationally, it even affects your work. Mm-hmm. Some of you are so angry at something that that during the day you're not able to be productive in your job because you're still stewing on yeah. what happened at home last night. Yeah. All that to say, when you don't deal with anger, when you let that emotion take over and you don't respond in righteous ways, but you respond in unrighteous ways, it really does begin to affect everything about you. Mm-hmm. It's not good. That's right. All right. So that's, that's anger. And I try to keep those things straight when you're understanding yeah. what anger is all about. Yeah. All right. Well, number two, why do I get angry? I don't know. Why do you get angry? That's a I good guess question. The question. I need to answer, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're going to answer that question, and I will, I will. Well, uh, put listen, in, put listen place to this. Into it yeah, too. listen to this passage scripture. This is great. This is James four one through three. What is the source of wars and fights among you? Mm. Why why do you quarrel? Why do you get angry and start lashing out? This is to a Baptist business meeting, by the way. <laughs> You've been to some of those, huh? Yes, I have. Man, praise God that at Northwood. Uh, oh yeah, I agree. We we don't do any of this Baptist business. We have one a year, and it's always a lot of fun. But and that's that's another story for another day. Yeah. What is the source of wars and fights among you? Uh, don't they come from your passions mm. that wage war within you? You desire and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so you may spend it on your pleasures. So so here's why you and I typically get angry. All right. Now, sometimes there's justified anger. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody really does wrong us and hurt us, and that creates some justified anger. But even in the anger, we still need to learn to respond righteously, right? Yeah. But but sometimes there's just we just get angry over stupid things. Right? Most of the time we get angry over That's stupid That's probably a better things. way to say it, isn't it, yeah. Pops? Most of the time we get angry over stupid things. The kids didn't pick up their room. Mm-hmm. They should, but then you lose your mind. <laughs> That was dumb. Exactly. And you, you can't get over it the next day. You, 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 you know, your husband, you know, doesn't pick up his underwear off the floor oh, and you boy. lose your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I get it. He should pick them up. But was it really worth you losing your mind over? And so so what happens is is we get angry most of the time, probably because we just aren't we're simply not getting what we want in the moment. Yeah, and I noticed that most people set themselves up for that. Yeah, they will say things like if my husband leaves his underwear on the floor one, one more, more time. time. You know, yeah, 
then they, you know, they, they explode, you know? Yeah. And so we're setting ourselves up for yeah. sin when we yeah. say things like that. Yeah. And so just understand that lots of times when you get angry, it's because it's simply because you're not getting what mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, that, that your husband didn't do this. Your kids didn't do this. This right. person didn't do this. And, 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 and it's, it just is an inconvenience to you. Everybody's inconveniencing you and it just makes you mad. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so what happens in that moment when, when, when you think about what James says here, your, your passions are at war within you. This is selfishness. Your selfish desires aren't being met Very because true. they're not being met. Very you true. start to get angry, right? Your, your life is being inconvenienced. Or think about this. You get angry because who is on the throne of your life? You are. Yeah. Want it, want it my way. Yeah. I want it my way. Yeah. And so the reason why you get angry is, is nobody is bowing to your will. Mm. Why? Because everybody else is bowing to their own will. <laughs> exactly. They want it their way. Yeah, we talked about this Sunday night. We're doing a parenting seminar mm-hmm. on, on Sunday, Sunday nights uh, here at Northwood. And I made the, the statement as we're closing out. The problem in my house is that there are five wanna, or four wannabe kings and one real king. Yeah. And all of us wannabe kings are refusing to surrender our crowns to the real king. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what happens in my house when we're starting to, to get on each other's nerves. And I mean, I want to sit on my throne. Stacy wants to sit on her throne. Luke wants to sit on his throne. Hudson wants to sit on his throne. Right. We all want our own way. And we forget, right, that there's one true king mm-hmm. that sits on the throne that we must submit to. That's why we get angry so often is because I'm trying to rule over my life and you are getting in the way of me rolling, ruling over my life and getting what I want. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying so again. <clears throat> there are times to, to that that we're going to get angry that are justified. Somebody is going to really do evil towards you, and and you're going to get angry about it, or you're going to see an injustice, or the case may be. But lots of times, that anger that swells up in you mm. is is really the result of your own selfishness and yeah. you not getting what you want. And so, because you're not getting what you want, you begin to lash out on others. Right? Paul David Tripp is really uh, helpful. And thinking through this, right? And just just bear with me for a second. So so he he gives this little diagram which you can't see, uh, but the idea is is here's 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 how it happens. Here's how the anger grows, right? It starts with a desire. Mm. I want, and that desire begins to grow. I want, I want, I want, and that desire turns into a demand. Not only do I want, I must have it. Oh, right. Wow. I must have it, and then that. Demand then turns into a need. Not only do I want and not only must I have it, I will have it. Mm. I will do whatever I have to do to get to get it, to have that desire met, because now it's it's not just desire. It's not it's a need for me. I've got to have it, right? And I will have it. I'll do whatever it takes, right? And then there's an expectation. You should help me get what I want. Don't stand in the way. No, you should be on my team. Yeah. If, if, if this is what I want in life, if, if this is, if I want, you know, that, that, that dirty underwear picked up, mm-hmm. you should help me. You should do that right. or whatever it is. Right. I want these kids to clean up my room, their rooms that they better do that. Cause that's a, I have to have that done. So that, that need becomes an expectation that you put on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when that person doesn't live up to that expectation of helping you get what you desire, what you've demanded, what now you think you need, what happens? You get disappointed. Mm. You didn't, you, you failed. Yeah. You didn't help me to get what I want. You didn't do this for me. You stood in the way of me getting what I want. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. I desire, I demand, I need, I have Never expectation. Wow. And then I'm disappointed when you don't help me get it. And then finally, because you didn't help me get it, I'm gonna punish you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lash out at you. 
right? I'm going to avoid you. I'm going to let my anger be made known to you by the way I treat you, right? So you begin to punish people, right, uh, by what you say to them, by how you treat them, how you abuse them, or whatever the case may be. But but Paul David Tripp says that really is the process. It starts with that desire, and that desire begins to grow into a demand and a need, and then you put an expectation on somebody, they disappoint you, and then you lash out and you punish. You were doing with your finger like a spiral, and that, yeah, yeah. I, I see that as a downward yeah, spiral is what's going on there. Absolutely. So. But that's why you and I get angry oftentimes is because that desire that we have for something mm-hmm. or, or whatever, it's not met. And we expect people to help us immediately. And when they don't, man, it disappoints us and we start to lash out. We punish. I've seen that happen in my own life. Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah, we all have. I know. Yeah. We all have. Again, but uh, understand again, uh, certainly there are those times where we're justified in our anger, right? Yeah. Somebody hurts us and, and learning how to deal with that. But then there's those times where we're just selfish. We yeah. just want what we want. And when you don't give it to us, mm-hmm. we lash out. That's right. All right, third question. How do I overcome an angry heart? And I think this is where most of us are. How do we, we know we're angry people? How do we get over it? How do yeah. we get victory? So, one is just being honest and realizing the damage that you're doing. Mm. Again, when you when you choose not to have self-control, and which is a fruit of the spirit, but you mm-hmm. can grow in as you seek the Lord and as you walk by faith, when you choose not to live out that self-control that God calls you to live out, man, and you choose just to lash out in anger, it really does damage. And, and you know that. Mm-hmm. You, you know the damage it does to relationships. You know how, how it doesn't build trust. It erodes trust. Oh, definitely. And you know even the damage it does in your relationship with God. Because when you're, when you, Trey, when, when you're in that, that moment of anger, are you thinking about the things of God? No. Oh, heavens. You no. think about, well, I really need to pray right. I'm going to open the Bible up and start. Re- no, no, you're not thinking about your walk with God. So, I'm ready to read First John. Right, right. You're not doing that. So yeah. in, in that sense, you know, that, yeah. that fellowship with you ha- that you have with God. is broken. Uh, it, 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 yeah. it, it's strained because, you know, you're not thinking about that. Mm. You're thinking, I, I, you're, because, again, you're putting yourself on the throne of your life. Yeah. I don't want God telling me what to do. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I'm going to do. And so that, that attitude is just damaging. And so part of dealing with an angry heart is just come on now, be honest and realize that the, the damage that you're doing or think about this. Um, and we don't think about this. You're damaging your gospel witness. I think about it often. Actually. You know what I'm saying? I mean, here yeah. we are called by God, uh, to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Man, if, if you're angry at me all the time, how, how am I going to believe that you're saved now or that is, the gospel's made a difference in your life? Yeah. There is one place you can be angry and that's in your car. <laughs> You can just yell and scream at people. And, you know, I'm teasing, of Probably course. Probably still but not the wise way to respond, No, no, Jane, it's, it's, yeah, it's I understand, awful. I understand. But, but it's the same. What I'm trying to get at is that, you know, we need to be a gospel witness even in our cars. Yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. I know you you turned in front of me. Go ahead. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I've had yeah. to learn to overcome. God bless you, know? you. Have a great day. Cut me off. Whatever. But, yeah, but it is that attitude yeah. of, of knowing that this is life. You're going to be inconvenienced. Mm. People are going to, you're going to get cut off in traffic. Mm. Someone's going to say something to you. All that's going to happen. And and, and if you lose your mind every time it happens, you are going to have a miserable life and you are going to damage a lot of relationships. Mm. You got to learn to overlook some things. I mean, Proverbs, and I'm I'm, I'm drawing a blank as to exact location in the Proverbs, but there's this beautiful Proverbs that says that it is a glory to man to overlook minor offenses. Because the reality is a lot of things you get mad about are really minor offenses. Oh, they are. You know what I'm saying? And so just, again, realizing the damage and then just come asking God to help you overcome. I mean, for what for some of us listening, really what does need to happen is just some real repentance. God, forgive me of sitting on the throne of my life because the reason why I get mad is because people aren't giving me what I want. 
I need to start living for what you want because you're the king, Amen. not me. And so it's that. And, and, and then you think about what Paul says, he says, um, you know, be angry and do not sin. That's in Ephesians chapter four, Ephesians chapter four. We've talked about before is that great chapter where Paul is talking about, okay, here's how you live out the new life. Here's how you begin to walk in your faith. Here's how you experience sanctification, mm-hmm. growth in your life. You put off the old, mm-hmm. you put on the new. Mm-hmm. And over and over, he's talking about, okay, here's what you put off. Here's what you put on. Yeah. Be angry, put that off, and do not sin. So mm-hmm. what are you putting on? You're putting on, okay, instead of letting that anger, uh, you know, just take me take over, instead of stewing on it, right? When I feel that emotion, I'm going to go ahead and deal with it. I'm going to run to the Lord and say, God, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that emotion of anger. It's yeah. swelling up in me. God, help me. Help me. Help me to, to live in the fruit of your spirit right now, right? And 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 in, in that anger, if I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to deal with the issue, right? If that if someone did something to, to hurt me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to rectify that now. I'm going to have that conversation, even if it's difficult, to let that person know, hey, this happened, and we need to work through this, or I, I heard you say this. I need to make sure I heard you correctly, and if I did, then we need to talk about this. I'm, I'm not going to let myself uh, respond in a way that I lash out. Instead, in that moment of anger, I'm going to be angry and do not sin. He goes on to say, do not let the sun go down on your anger. So it's this idea of deal with it quickly, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to right now try to rectify this situation. I'm going to use this as an opportunity. If I'm following the Lord faithfully, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to show grace. Yeah, yeah. Every time, uh, this is reality. I think this is good. Every go time ahead. someone someone offends you, right? I, I, I know there's a temptation, uh, to, to lash out in anger, but you also have to see that it's an opportunity to minister to someone Amen. as well and learning how in that moment to be a blessing, even when somebody is cursing you. Mm. I mean, that's what Christ did for us, right? right. Uh, we put him on the cross because of our sin. And in that he chose to bless us and not condemn us, right? Amen. By dying the death that we deserve. And so, so it's just realizing that, that there is this process of putting off and putting on, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. Uh, deal with it. That's right. Well, Pastor, I think these have been some great, uh, great tools we can use. And uh, d- being that one thing, that that thing that easily besets me, yeah. I want to make sure that I'm responding and acting and fellowshipping yeah, and all me those too. things me too. that will make me a better gospel witness, a better husband, a better father, and all the things yeah, we absolutely. need to do to accomplish absolutely. this work. All right, Pastor, well, thank you so much. And why don't you close us out and get us ready for next week? All right. Well, I do hope today has been helpful for you. And I hope today that you... Uh, We'll seek to live by the Spirit and let Him control your life. And if it has been helpful for you today, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivery device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us to get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.